Hey, it's Amber Smith. Welcome to the Conscious Coach Podcast. guys, welcome back to the podcast. I feel like I've been here forever because this is the second time I've recorded this episode. The first time I recorded it, my microphone made it very distorted. So my voice was very weird and it was very frustrating. (laughs) But I'm back because this topic is so important. Expansion. What does that mean? Why are we talking about that word? Um, I feel like as entrepreneurs, it's such a relevant word to our life's work and what we have to offer the world. And I'm gonna go into an equation a little bit later about what I think expansion is, but I wanted to start with why it matters and I'm gonna start talking about the old way versus the new way. Um, Not that it's a set of rules or anything, but I do think it's an interesting perspective on, on a new way of doing things and the role that expansion has to play in this new way of doing things. And so I'm actually gonna reference one of the programs I taught a while ago called Quantum Play. I'll be doing that again in April. So if you're in the matrix, get excited. We'll be doing Quantum Play in April. But in Quantum Play, I taught, you know, three fields, which is predictability, possibility, potentiality. And just as a way of reference for belief, for patterns, for different ways of creating in each field. And so when I think of the old way, I think of predictability. And the old way isn't bad. It's just a different way of thinking where, you know, we have milestones. We have almost like a program for life, right? You go to school, you graduate college, you get a good job, you work there, and then you retire. And that's not bad at all. And some people still resonate with that that program and that way of doing things. And then there's entrepreneurs like us. And the old way doesn't work for us. It's not something that we resonate with. It's not something we even want to achieve. It's more of like this new fresh, just a very different way of thinking. One that resonates with expansion, right? It's more about the journey. It's more about loving what you do. It's more about personal growth and evolution. And that speaks to expansion. And what's interesting is I think as, as humans, we've always been in the process of expansion, even in the more industrial way of doing things. But in entrepreneurship specifically, I think this conversation is really going to resonate because it's not really about getting there. It is not about achieving certain milestones, although you might hit milestones. It's way more about the inner journey and becoming, right? When I think of expansion, I think of really growing who we are, not just what we achieve. That is a byproduct. As we become more, we achieve more. We have bigger impact. We make more money. Our work is known by more people. Um, But what I'm way more interested in is the characteristics and the wisdom that comes from our personal expansion. I think that the wisdom and the characteristics comes from the pursuit of growth. And then because we're pursuing growth, because we're experiencing expansion, a natural byproduct of that is more abundance, more impact, um, just a, just more, right? Expansion to me means more. We live in an expanding universe. Scientists are proving this all the time, right? Where it's actually still growing. <laughs> the infinite is still growing. It's so incredible. And we're a part of that. And I think our lives are a part of that too. And so one of the things that I I heard one of my mentors say once, and she's like, entrepreneurship is like a mountain that has no peak. And I was like, yeah, 
because once you get to top of one peak, you just see another peak and then you keep climbing. And it's interesting because if you measured your success based on if you reached the peak or not, your life would feel, um, or like if you reached the highest peak or not, (laughs) your life would feel like a hamster wheel, right? You would never get there. And a few episodes back, I talked about how creating is the game of the soul and competing is the game of the ego. And I feel like that's relevant here because when we try to compete, when we try to reach milestones faster, you might feel momentarily happy or proud. But I think when you focus on the art of expansion, it's way more fulfilling and success just resonates differently. It's more about your becoming than competing. It's not even like you're looking around seeing what other people are doing unless it's inspiring. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit um, because I think it's relevant. I say this a lot to my clients. I'm like, keep your blind spots on. <laughs> You've probably heard me say that before or because it's so easy to get distracted with other, what other people are doing. And I'm going to introduce this equation in a little bit. And it's so important to the equation that I wanted to mention it before we started um, that it's easy to look at what's possible from other people, right? You see someone else on the beach working an hour a week on their laptop. This is a metaphor because I don't know if anyone actually does this, but we see people with certain lifestyles and we're like, oh, I want that. And we don't really filter it through our own soul. Does this resonate with me? Is this something I actually want? Is this something that's meaningful to me? We just take it on like, oh, this is what we should want. And what's interesting, so when I think about that mountain that has no peak, it's not that we're trying to climb the peak that other people are climbing. And that's that's refreshing to me because it's like, okay, then what peak do I want to cr- climb? Oh, I get to create it. There's a beautiful line in the book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles that I highly recommend. It's one of those books that I read and reread and reread. And one of the things he talks about is do not compete for what's already been created we can create from the nothing, right? The nothing that is possibility and potentiality, our imagination. And for me, that is a beautiful thing. I'm not trying to compete with anyone. I have my own mountain peak that I'm climbing. And then once I climb it, I'll develop and create a new mountain peak to climb. And to me, that's like really fun (laughs) and intriguing and meaningful. In fact, I think that it's the only way to stay sane in a world where competition runs so rampant and so many people are unhappy. And I think if I had to pinpoint why I'm happy, I think it's just because I don't really look outside of myself for what I should be doing. I really go inside to ask what I want and who do I want to become and what kinds of things do I want to spend my time doing in a form of mastery, not in a form of, oh, look what so-and-so did, I want to do that too. Now, I think there's a little bit of that in an inspiring way. And I did want to speak to this. When we compare or when we look outside of ourselves, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing if it's inspiring to us or if it shows us possibility or if it breaks our glass ceiling. I have that experience a lot where I meet someone online, quote, online, like I meet someone, not really, but I find someone online that has a history or a case study that I'm really inspired by. And what's interesting is it's not that I want to do exactly what they did, but they broke what I thought was possible. I just met, found someone online that I think she made a million dollars in like three months and she was pretty new to business. And I was like, what? <laughs> it just like broke my glass ceiling. Not that I want to recreate what she did, but it inspired me. It expanded me. Her own expansion expanded me, right? And so one of the questions that I want to pose before I start talking about this equation is what do you want to create? 
if anything is possible. I think even sitting with that question, you will either reject the idea of anything is possible or you'll limit yourself so much because I don't think we really play with anything is possible. I think we think of what anything that I've seen done or anything that I believe I can do. And I think that's why I love coaching is that coaching expands people's minds. I think that some of the questions that I've asked recently of my private clients, when I, I know I'm on the right track when I hear, I've never thought about that before. I never thought that was possible before. I don't know what I would do. I've never considered that before. That kind of response. And I know I'm pushing them into the edge of their growth and living in possibility, which I, th- I think is part of my role as a coach. In fact, I know it is. <laughs> and so I love sitting with that question And it's really going to help us as we dive into this little equation. And this isn't like a scientific equation. This is an equation according to Amber, but it was helpful for me when I was thinking about what is expansion. You know, how would I define that? I came up with four elements. So to me, desire is, or expansion is desire plus alignment plus action plus love. And I'm going to go into each of these a little bit, but I just want you to sit with that. Have you recognized that in your own life? For me, absolutely. (laughs) Like these four things, I'm like, yes, this has led to my personal expansion and continues to do so. So it resonates. Um, Desire. This is probably one of the things that I coach on the most. Um, When you get into higher levels of coaching, it's not really about fixing problems anymore. It's about creating based on what you want. When you have more choices, it's interesting how your relationship with desire is made raw. You can see how you feel about desire, how much you think about your desires, how much you act on your desires, how much you own your desires. And what's interesting, it comes from like old programming that you can't trust yourself or you can't trust your desires because you might be bad. You might want something evil. And it's funny because that's not how my clients say it, but that's what they're afraid of, right? They're afraid of wanting something that God doesn't want for them. They're afraid of wanting something that is bad. And what's interesting is when we dig, they realize what they want is good for the world because they are good for the world. They're a good person. You are probably a very good person listening to this. So you can trust what you want because when you get what you want, other great things happen. And that's what I've, I've noticed this. I started thinking about Tony Robbins and I was like, that man is so wealthy and makes such a beautiful impact on the world. He feed, he's going to feed a billion people. I mean, that's just incredible. And When I think about him getting what he wants, which is massive impact, money, he does it through service, products, and ideas that change people's lives. I'm like, that is good. It's great for the world when Tony Robbins gets what he wants. I'm like, so many people are like this. Imagine the world, if we all went for what we really wanted and the ripple effect of that, our world would be different almost overnight. And so I think that's one of my calling cards. It's like what you want is good for the world. What you want is good for the world. And so that's step one of expansion. I think going after what you want, I think Brooke Castillo said the desires are your, your desires are your roadmap for your life or something like that. And I resonate with that because how do we know what holes to fill in this life? How do we know how everything is going to get taken care of? I think if we genuinely went for what we wanted, that would happen. Um, because that's just how it would would work because we're so unique that it's not like everyone would go after the same exact thing. We wouldn't really be competing. We would all be creating solutions and awesome things and our world would be blessed. And so I think that's a really important part of expansion is spending time with what you want. The other thing that I'm going to offer is that desire is like a seed. It is not like a lightning bolt. 
right? It's not like, oh, I know exactly what I want. No, you have these little seeds of desire and your job is to plant them and see which one really resonates and see which one grows. When I started my business, I didn't really know what I wanted. I had this little seed of desire for business and I planted it. And then I did the other things that I'm going to talk about in this equation. And my, my wisdom expanded, my understanding of myself and business expanded, my impact expanded, right? All because I took that seed of desire and moved it and planted it in faith, right? And we're going to talk about the other things um, that contributed to it here. The next part of this equation is alignment. And that's such a buzzword right now. I almost didn't want to put it. But I do think it's an important element. And so to me, alignment speaks to a lot of different things. And I wanted to mention them here. And I I think it's worth your time to figure out what does alignment even mean so that when you're reading posts, when you're hearing podcasts about alignment, you know exactly what that means to you. In fact, I just had a few people join the matrix. And when I asked them, you know, what, what they want to work on together, they're like, I want to grow my business in alignment. That, that was what they told me. And I, I resonate with that. But what does it mean to you? And what does it mean to me? I think it's important to define the terms. So to me, alignment means I'm doing things that are in congruence with my values. I'm doing things in a way that protects my relationship with God, my creator. I'm doing things in a way where I am balanced, like moderation in all things where, yes, I spend time on my business, but I do spend time working out and walking and eating healthy. I spend time with my kids and my husband. I spend time alone and having fun. I spend time thinking and writing and I coach my clients, you know, everything in moderation. And so to me, that is also what is in alignment. Um, that's not for everyone. Some people like to go all in. (laughs) And so that would be aligned for them because that's what they want. And so I think spending time, what does alignment mean? But I do think when you're in alignment, expansion comes way easier. You're not in resistance. The other thing that I wanted to bring up was sometimes we are not in alignment based on our choices. And it's interesting because other people might think that's okay. And I'm going to give you an example. Um, I could have become a therapist and I could have had a more traditional career And I think a lot of people thought that that was an alignment for me at the time. Loved ones, people who knew me from high school, people who knew me in my professional life, um, my family members even, I think they believed the traditional path was more aligned for me. But what's interesting, in that time period, I actually had a sense of almost depression. This this was kind of early on. I think I was even still in college um, because I felt like I wasn't like living up to my potential. And that sounds silly, but I think if it resonates with you, you know exactly what I mean. When you're playing small and you have a big dream, a big vision of what's possible, that is out of alignment for you to play small. And that speaks to alignment as well, right? Is actually doing what you know you're capable of, doing what you want and have this vision for. So I just wanted to add that. The next part of this equation is action. And you guys know I resonate with energetics. I, I teach elements of the law of attraction. I, I think of it more of like the law of creation. But I do think that we live in a vibrational universe. And so I do think it's important to understand how your vibration affects what you're a match for. I have a, a podcast episode all about how to be an energetic match for your desires. And I think that's important. I think that speaks more to alignment and my last part of the equation that I will talk about in a second, but let's just talk about action for a second. Um, 
I think it's really important if you want physical results in the physical world that you take physical action toward those things. Because I think one, it feels good. And this is something I learned from Abraham Hicks, actually, is that when we take action, it's because it feels good. And if it doesn't feel good, it's because your beliefs are off. And so part of our work is to get our beliefs in alignment with what we want, um, that you can do this, that it's inevitable, that you are the person that can do this, that you're worthy of the results that you want, all those good things. I think beliefs go in the alignment category, right? Your beliefs have to align with the results that you're working toward. Action feels good when you believe that it's working. And I'm going to say that again, because some of you, this is going to be mind blowing for you. Actions feel good when you believe it's all working. And so sometimes I'll coach someone who it's like, Instagram doesn't feel good to me. And I'm like, well, do you believe that Instagram is going to help you sign clients? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, no wonder it feels bad, right? Or no one, like if you have the secret belief that it's actually never going to work out anyway, business feels super hard. It feels like you're running uphill instead of sitting on a floaty in the stream. This is how I feel like when you're in like, or a boat, I think that maybe a boat is a better example. Let's say you're trying to get from point A to point B and the way that you get from point A to point B is a rowboat. Now, beliefs are like aligning with the current and yes you still row your boat but you're also supported by the flow of the current because I believe it's working I have this experience when you don't have the beliefs that it's working or you don't have the beliefs that are in alignment with what you want action feels like rowing upstream and that's not a bad thing but I think it's there's an easier path. And I think that that's the path that I stand for. I think that's the path that I try to help my clients see as possible because it changes everything. You don't have to hustle. You don't have to work super hard. You don't have to compete with people who are in the same niche as you. You just row your boat gently down the stream. <laughs> and it's actually a very different experience. It's fun. It's full of ease and flow. It's aligned, right? It, it feels natural. And you're supported. That's another, I think, word that's really important is that you feel supported instead of like, I'm going against everything. And so that's something that I think if you struggle with belief, get a coach. (laughs) Um, If you struggle with belief, read books around the topic that you want to believe. I believed a lot more in business when I started reading about business. I had more faith when I read books about faith. I believed that people wanted to hire me when I read books about coaching because I was like, I'm a believer. This stuff, this stuff works. And so I think get in alignment, get your beliefs in alignment with the results that you want. And then your action will feel a lot better, but action is required. I do not resonate with the idea that you can just sit and attract things into your life. I think, yes, get your energy right, get your vibration right, which is what we're going to talk about next, but take action. And actually one of the things that I love is that like when the means are fulfilling the ends will take care of themselves, right? So when the means, and I'm going to kind of paint the picture for what that can look like in entrepreneurship, when you love creating content, when you love what you do, when you love working on your website or like crafting a new offer, when you love copywriting, when you learn to love the game, you don't even care about the results in this moment. You just know that they're going to take care of themselves. And that is a beautiful place to be. I feel like that is where I am in my business right now is that I just love what I do. I know that what I want is inevitable if I just keep going, if I keep taking action. And that's a that's a beautiful awareness. And I want it for you. So <laughs> try this on. The next one 
it's going to sound cheesy, but we're actually going to go into more of the vibrational component of it, but also the spiritual component of it is love. And so I was teasing about the vibrational frequency and law of attraction and things like that um, as important. And I almost put that, but I actually think it's so much simpler to put love. When we are loving other people, we get to experience that love for them. When we love our business, when we love our clients or potential clients, when we love the process, when we are vibrationally matched to the frequency of love, right? That sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Our experience changes. And I think that the only way we can expand truly, and I think about this patterned by God as well, his expansion is love. The universe's expansion is love. So then I must pattern that in my own life. And this is how I get over a lot of my own fear. The Course in Miracles teaches there is only love and that fear is an illusion. And so I know when I'm feeling fearful, I'm believing in something that isn't real, that isn't even helpful. And this can look, I'm going to give you a picture of what this might look like. Like I'm afraid people are going to judge me. I'm afraid that people won't resonate with my work. I'm afraid someone will call me out as a scam. I'm afraid that people will think whatever thoughts about me. I'm afraid of their judgment. I'm afraid it's not going to work. I'm afraid of failure. All these things, it's interesting, even saying it, they don't resonate. Those words don't resonate with me partly because I've been doing this work for so long, but also I felt feel like I found the secret to the universe when I figured out that love is the vibration that I want to bring to my work, to my family. And that is a choice I can always make. And one of the biggest secrets that I've learned is actually from Byron Katie, which is being in non-judgment. We can't love someone and judge them at the same time, including ourselves. And so the secret to being in the vibration of love is to stop judging and to look for truth, right? When I look for truth, I look and see people who are trying their best. Even people that annoy me, (laughs) they are trying their best. And I can feel love for that. When I stop judging myself, I see that I'm good and I see that I'm, I'm giving my all and that I'm acting based on what I know in this moment and I can be at peace with that. When I stop judging people on the internet, I find that they're human just like me and that they're worthy as they are and they're acting based on their level of consciousness in this moment. And that's a beautiful thing. And so when I like, and I'm going to give you a little bit more examples in business, but I think love When we feel love for others, we get to experience it, but it also changes the way that we do things, even if our actions are the same. And I give this example of sales all the time. In fact, I was just talking about this in the Art of Duke coaching because we're wrapping up the Art of Duke coaching. We have two more weeks. It's so fun. Um, That you can sell your coaching in fear. You can sell your coaching believing that it's working and love in love for your clients. And it might be the same physical things. You might post on Instagram. You might send an email to your list. You might go live, but the experience of that is so different. When you're trying to overcome lack and fear, your energy is very different than when you are overflowing with love and gratitude. And in fact, I gave this example to a client this week about pouring your cup empty, right? Where you're like, you need your clients to fill your cup in the form of sales and validation and feedback versus you doing the work so that you are overflowing with things to give. And the action might be the same. It might be selling, but it's such a different experience for you and your clients. It resonates with love. 
Your clients don't feel like you need anything from them. You're trying to help them. You're trying to give them something. And so when I think of expansion, I do think of love, love expanding. Love expands us. We're, we're able to do more. We're able to go through harder experiences when we love someone. In fact, right now, I was talking about this with my miracle mind this week about my two-year-old. Is um, It's been difficult. It's been a difficult few months since October, actually. And this is now December. I mean, this is now January. Wow. Shows how tired I am. Um, and she's just not sleeping. Like every night, there's been very few nights that she hasn't woke up in the middle of the night. And I'm usually with her because my husband goes to work very early in the morning. And so I've been waking up basically every night. And I feel like I'm a newborn mom again. And she's just wired. She's so excited. Like she's singing songs and she wants to talk and it's really cute. But I'm also like, it's 2 a.m. What are we doing? (laughs) Anyway, and one of the biggest ahas I had was that I could experience this with frustration or I could experience this with love. That is my choice. Love is a choice. And when we choose it, it expands us. And then we continue the process of our own expansion by choosing love. And I really learned this from, um, there's a beautiful book that's based on A Course in Miracles. If you don't want to read A Course in Miracles because it is very long and very big, I do recommend reading A Return to Love, which basically um, summarizes it in her own words by Marianne Williamson. It's a very famous book. If you've heard the quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. That comes from the book, A Return to Love. So I highly recommend it. And basically there's this choice between fear and love. And fear is the separation, right? If I feel like I'm judging Lainey, my two-year-old, for waking up early and I feel frustrated, it's because I'm not resonating with the truth, which is she is loved, I am love. There is nothing wrong here, only my judgment. So if I drop my judgment that this experience is bad or wrong, I actually have a lot of love available in the moment. And I've had lots of very profound spiritual experiences in the last few months where I remember this and I recognize I don't have to be frustrated. And so even though I'm tired, I often, I'm just am with her. And it's like a beautiful realization of the truth of this work that love changes things, love heals things, love corrects judgments. And so I think part of our work is to drop judgments and to notice when we are judging ourselves or others. And also just to ask like, what would love do here? What's available when I see this through love? In fact, one of the little prayers that I offered Um, my clients to practice this week is like, help me see this with love. And when we do that, we surrender how we think it should be, which is a judgment. And we can make peace with how it is and love becomes available. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So when we integrate this into business, it looks like there's people that would deeply benefit from your message. There's people who are looking for your offer and solution. There's people who want a coach like you and they're looking for you to share your wisdom, your insight with love. Sales, this is what's interesting. Sales done in love is service. Sales done in fear is manipulation. And so I think if you're afraid of manipulating people, it's just because you're in fear, not in love. And so love is, I think, the top of the top vibrationally. And I think if it's something that we pursue, it changes us. It changes the experience people have of us. And we don't need anything. We're here to give. One of the things that I've always um, resonated with is being a giver, right? That we're here to give something. We're here to offer something. And sales is just the way that we do that. But it's not because we need people to say yes. It's not because we need their permission or approval or validation. It's because we desire to 
expand our impact, but expand our service and love for others. And I think that that makes entrepreneurship so much more fulfilling. And there literally is no competition here. There's just collaboration and creation. And even if there's someone that's doing the same thing as me, I'm excited for them, right? Because they're serving people that I want to serve. I'm like, yes, let's do this. Let's make the world better. (laughs) And it's not even about you versus me. It's like you and me helping the world. That's how I see people who are in the same niche as me. I'm like, yes, let's do this. (laughs) And that's very abundant. And it's funny because there's plenty of people that it's not even like it impacts my business negatively. It actually impacts my business really positively. And so I want you to consider that for yourself. Desire plus alignment plus action plus love equals your expansion. What a beautiful gift. What a beautiful way to do life, right? I feel like the business is the micro of this, like your expansion in business, but this is on a macro level, life itself is expanding. Be a part of that. Why not? Because the counter to that is to struggle, is to suffer through business, is to suffer through challenges, is to suffer through life changes versus seeing it as expansion in your own abilities, in your capacity, in your love, in your wisdom, in the light that you shine. Like so many different things are impacted by this. I hope you choose expansion. I hope you choose love. (laughs) Um, It sounds cheesy, but it resonates with me. So I hope it resonates with you. Thank you for listening. Um, I do think this second recording was better. So I'm I'm glad that I got the chance to record it again. Um, If this resonated with you, will you share it with a friend? That would be amazing for this podcast, but also just to spread the word. I would appreciate it. I will talk to you guys in another episode. Bye. Hey, if you love this podcast, I know you'd love The Matrix, where I coach, teach, and mentor entrepreneurs like you about what I call the art of entrepreneurship. It really is the year of miracles, where we combine business strategy with doing the inner work, where you take your business to the next level. Check it out and join the waitlist at itsambersmith.com forward slash matrix.